Fish. Hello. As well as Daniel, aka Flame Condor. Paper Mario Sticker Star is only 525 megabits oh. on the eShop. Stop! <laughs> okay, so we don't have much news to talk about today um, because we've got quite a few games to talk about. So we'll start off with Pokémon Fighters. Uh, trademark has been registered, which is basically, from what we can all see, I mean, I we'll start off from the beginning. Like, you know, this, a screenshot leaked from a Pokémon event. I don't know what event it was, though. Do any of you guys know? Mm. No, I just saw, like, Pokemon Game Show was, like, listed underneath it. I'm so confused that this trailer or whatever was playing in the background, and yet somehow no one seems to know what it was or has <laughs> put it on the internet. Do you know what I mean? It just seems so strange that nothing has come out of it. I mean, is this just a trademark that's been registered, or...? Well, it's a trademark that's been registered that's all, that people have kind of matched up against these screenshots of this, ga- this really nice-looking Pokemon game being leaked. The... The reason everyone's saying it is because, you know, Tekken and Pokean, like, they're they're kind of like this, like, play on words with each other. So a lot of people are thinking, you know, that maybe Namco are working with Nintendo on this fighting game, uh, because, you know, Namco are also working on Smash Bros. So it's not really coincidence if they are working together. Um, but, I mean, it's exciting because, you know, the Wii U might be getting another game, but that's pretty much it. Like, we don't really know anything else, and I'm really surp- I'm wondering when Nintendo planned to even announce this, if it is a game, or... So, are we sure it's not just some, you know, fan mod for, like, Tekken or something? Or, I don't know, is there a version of Tekken But then why would PC? Nintendo be trademarking... Yeah, they've yeah. trademarked Pokken oh, Fighters okay. and Pokken Tournaments, so... And, like, I don't know, it's weird. I'm fully expecting in a week just to be disappointed by, hey, this is our new animated Pokemon... 10 minute thing but I don't know if it is a game I'm kind of pumped for that because I want to beat up people as a Blaziken and or a Lucario the screenshot if you look at it it's not it is a real screenshot or a real photo so it's mm. it's something um, we just don't know if it's a game or not or what it is but I guess there's not much we can do until we get an announcement yeah, <laughs> yeah so look forward but, to that yeah so I mean I don't know if it's going to be coming this year or next year or what but um, it is it exists so it's most likely just a fighting game, a Pokemon fighting game featuring only, like, fighting types and all that. Is that sort of what everyone's... I don't know if it's just fighting types, but I think maybe... I think in the screenshot there's just fighting types or fighting yeah. subtypes, so... I'm, at, I'm just sort of looking at the fighting type Pokemons now. There, there's a lot they could sort of do with them. I mean, there is sort of a wide variety there. And that'd be an easy way as well to kind of narrow down the roster choice, you know, yeah. <laughs> 450 I mean, like, or whatever. Like, like you got Poliwell, Medichamp, Heracross is a fighting type. You know that. I remember there was like a fan game that was made. It was very much in the style of Street Fighter, but with a couple of Pokemon characters, and that was really, really good fun. But if they did an actual game like that, that would be could be fantastic. I really want to see what this is. I'm a little bit like not excited because I'm not a huge Tekken fan. I think, but if this game is more of like an arcadey kind of fighter, in more not arcadey, but like you know less realistic like Tekken, then, you know, it could be really good. Um, but I guess we'll see when they announce it. Moving on to more Pokemon news. This was announced quite a while ago, but I guess we haven't really covered it before. Um, in, in Pokemon X and Y, there's going to be new, what they call, Mega Evolutions. I haven't really, like, looked at anything about this, but is it just a big Pokemon? Is that what it is, or...? It basically looks like a... Okay, we're all familiar with Digimon. Yeah. It basically looks like a Digimon digivolving to its ultimate level sort of thing, but then they can, but they change back, so it's only like a temporary evolution. Yeah, essentially they have to hold an item to be able to have become this mega evolution. Digivolve. So, like, I was talking to a couple of people that are fairly into the competitive Pokemon scene, and they were quite happy with this, because you'd be able to, if you see a mega evolution, you know that it's not holding some sneaky little item that's going to piss you off, so it's sort of... You know, it makes them incredibly more powerful, we assume, at the, I guess, at the disadvantage of not having any other items that they could uh, could use to their advantage. Yeah, so, I mean, the the two existing Pokemon that are getting them are, I'm pretty sure, actually, there's three existing Pokemon that I know of that are getting them. It's Mute, that new Mewtwo form that we saw previously. Yeah, the GameCube Mewtwo. That's actually um, Mega Evolution. Kangaskhan, which I think is really random, um, but he's getting one, he or she is getting one too. Uh, and Lucario, I don't know what the other ones are. There's also uh, Absol and Ampharos. 
Oh, right, yeah. And so. Ampharos has an incredible mane of gorgeous hair. I like Kangaskhan's one. It's it's because it's not the Kangaskhan itself that's evolving. It's a little joey in its pouch sort of evolves and comes out and starts beating stuff up as well. Oh, well, yeah, so it's, it sounds <laughs> interesting. Um, it's, it's just a really weird move for Pokemon to go into. It's just... It still feels a bit wrong. I don't know. It's just that these Pokemon can go Super Saiyan or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like we're at that point now where you know that they've cha- they're changing up so much with X and Y. Like, I, I'm kind of happy with it. But, so, I mean, I yeah, know I'm in the same frame of mind as you. Like, it's they couldn't just keep, I don't know, making new Pokemon and more and more and more with exactly the same. I guess way of evolving. And a lot of people, a lot of the people that I've spoken to who seem angry, especially um, through work, is the Digimon people. Like, they think that Pokemon's <laughs> ripping off Digimon. And I'm like, are there still well, Digimon people this, yeah. that exist? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, there are, apparently, so. Wow. Um, but yeah, so, it's, I mean, it's it's a cool idea. I'm, I'm interested to see, did they say how easy it is to pull off, like, one of these? Do you just have to use the item, or is it like... As far as I understand, it's just holding the item as they go into battle, and they will evolve as they enter the enter the battle arena. Oh, okay. Is it a one-use-only sort of thing, or...? I don't think so, because that would be kind of pointless, I would... It'd be I've so thought. overpowered, though, but well, I don't know if it is or not. You'd imagine there'd have to be drawbacks, like, maybe, like, you use it, and then for the turn afterwards, or, like, the turn after it wears off, you can't do anything, like, um, like Solar Beam or something. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, there'll probably be some disadvantage, but I'm sure we'll find out about that. Yeah, I mean, it's out, it's out in two months, so... Pretty exciting. Um, yeah. And I paid for it. I just need, still need to work out if I want X or Y. But we'll, we'll oh, I need to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Pokemon's still coming out in October, so we'll see more then, I guess. So, I found this pretty surprising. Something leaked from Nintendo, or a, a retailer maybe leaked something. I'm not sure. I think Nintendo accidentally posted the trailer for it online and then they quickly took it down because it hadn't been announced yet. So, yeah, and I think it's so strange because Nintendo never seems to do this stuff. But anyway, so yeah, Nintendo have announced or accidentally announced that there will be a Wii U bundle coming which comes with Wind Waker packed in, does it? Or Yeah. yeah. So it comes with Wind Waker packed in plus the console itself is a special edition, you know, Zelda designed gamepad. And stuff. It's not really that good looking, in my opinion. No, I don't really like the design of it. It's just like weird patterns on the bottom, and I it looks, that's it's really, really it. gross. And it's not really symmetrical. It just doesn't look right to me. It looks a bit like the um the 3ds. Yeah, but the 3ds looks good. Like this to me. Did it? Well, I reckon the 3ds better than this. Good. I don't know. I feel like they don't really have much to beat with this design. <laughs> But Honestly, I didn't didn't much like the Zelda Wii, Wii Remote either. The design on that was a little bit, yeah. But it was better than this. Yeah, I and I mean, I don't. But that, like, speaking of the the Skyward Sword Remote, I wouldn't want a gold Wii U. I think that'd be horrible. Ooh. <laughs> be like, you know, maybe like if you lived in Dubai or something where they make everything out of gold. But like, I don't think it would look that good here. Um, I think the biggest thing maybe to think about this package is I think Zelda is a big name for Nintendo and a lot of people might not have actually, as Nintendo say, like a lot of people might have skipped Wind Waker because, you know, it was on a console, especially here in Australia, that sold so little. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if people see a Wii U with a Zelda game that's out, you can get together, like that would be quite a big thing, I, I think. But we'll see. I, we'll see what happens, I guess. Oh, I should just correct us now. Apparently we're not sure if the game will be included with the bundle. So, I can't see why. You would hope, yeah. yeah, You would hope that they would. But here's a Zelda themed thing with oh, no, there would be a Zelda game included. It would be um the Battle Quest from Nintendo (laughs) Land. It'd it'd probably be like a digital version. I'm guessing. So we'll see what happens. I guess when they actually announce it. Um, it's getting Mm. pretty close to release though. So you'd think they'd actually properly announce it soon, especially if it's leaked. Do we have a proper date for it yet? Yeah, it was like 24th of October, or I might be just making that up. Nah, it's earlier. It's before Pokemon, I think. I remember they gave us a date in the last Direct, I just can't remember the date yeah, off the top of my head. Yeah, let's just double check. Oh, here we go, October 5th. Yeah, so it's semi-soon. Hopefully I might actually be able to play if it. If Nintendo are going to announce it, they should probably get close, skip, you know, get on it. But I guess we'll see what happens. In more Zelda news? Yes, in more Zelda news. I don't know where this was announced, but Nintendo have given out more details about Wind Waker HD. Uh, first of all, there will be a hero mode, which means that uh, you can play this from the start, first of all, so you don't have to finish the game first, which is good. It basically makes the game tougher. I don't know 
if they've detailed how the game becomes tougher. Um, I just assume maybe enemies... Um, okay. Uh, heart, there won't be any hearts throughout... I mean, you won't be able to find hearts in bushes and stuff, so any damage you take, you can only really, really heal from, like, fairies or potions and stuff. And I think enemies do double damage as well. So it is a fair bit harder. Yeah. You, you, yeah. So less forgiving, I guess. Yeah. Um, so on top of that, they also announced that they've made changes to the Triforce quest, which I'm sure we were all expecting and all happy to hear <laughs> as well at the same time. Basically, out of the eight pieces that you have to find, five can now be grabbed directly, with the remaining three still needing translation by Tingle. The maps, I'm assuming, that we're talking about there. Yeah. The Tingle map thing, people... I think the main issue was, was it with it was that there was too much of it and if it was like half as much of that map stuff then that would have been fine as a nice neat little side thing but well now it seems like pretty much that's what they've done yes yay to them and then you like combine that with the quicker sailing speed and stuff so it should really alleviate most of the problems that they could without having to make you know an entire dungeon or something to make it better on top of that the picto box has also been updated which i find really funny this is amazing. <laughs> Basically, um, the players can now use the Picto Box to take selfies with up to three different expressions on Link um, and upload them straight to the Miiverse. So, oh, this should be like on a me Instagram. Yeah, Minstagram. Like um, so it looks. I mean, it looks really cute. <laughs> he looks um. Insta-man. He looks really happy in all the screenshots that I've seen of it. His eyes look a little <laughs> bit weird, though. But maybe. Yeah, I noticed that. It looked like someone drew his he eyes kind of on looks wrong. Like a cat, but... like. Yes! I don't really understand why his eyes look so strange, but um, maybe if you can change the expressions, it might, there might be a better expression. But at least... <laughs> it's evil. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, 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 it has no it's a little soul. bit frightening. So. On top of... He's just like, climb to a tower, YOLO. Yeah. Um, on top of that, you can also play the game in first person now, apparently. I'm not sure if you can play the game completely in first person. I think it's just that when you're in first person, it's a lot less limited, so you're not, like, stuck on the spot while you're looking around. You can go in first person and also kind of strafe around like you would in most games these days. Um, so it's going to be... It's, I don't think it's going to be quite, you know, like Elder Scrolls Wind Waker or something, but... Elder Scrolls Wind Waker with selfies. Yeah. <laughs> I just think the selfie thing is really cool. <laughs> I don't know why. That's... I, I mean, it's not like I wasn't going to buy it before, but I'm really looking forward like, to it Like, I think now. people who take a lot of selfies in real life are gross, but... <laughs> But when Link does it, it's okay. So It is. But, yeah, so, I mean, Wind Waker's still coming out the first week of October, which is quite exciting because it's not that far away. Do you guys, just quickly, like a little bit of an off-topic thing, but do you guys think it, that $79 is too much? I'm going to buy it, so I can't really say yes. You know what? We went from Wii games being around $100, so $79 for a brand new game. I'm not going to complain about that. Have there been any Wii U games close to 100 Yet, or have they all been around? I think the $80 maybe Call of, Call of Duty was ninety-eight. Blacklist was eighty-nine. Yeah, well, Nintendo yeah. charges seventy-nine for their games generally, and third parties between eighty-nine to ninety-eight. Seventy-nine's fine. I mean, I figure like you compare it to HD versions on other consoles, and usually they're just you know the same game without much done to it. And this kind of has been you know a year of redevelopment, making it all pretty, changing up bits and pieces of it. So I think. It's deserving of a little bit more than your, you know, budget fifty dollar release that a straight up, you know, HD release would get. Yeah, true. And at the D twenty three Expo, which is like the, I don't know if they change the name every year or not, but basically Disney have like a thing where they showcase all their stuff that they're doing. Um, and at the D twenty three Expo, a few, I think a few, last week maybe, um, they announced the new like toys and stuff that are coming for Disney Infinity. So. First of all, they're going to do um, two new playsets that come out, and for anyone who doesn't know, the playsets are basically the story modes. So you get about, I think it's four to six hours from each one, so you get the two toys plus the the new adventure to play through. So they're going to do a Toy Story playset and a Frozen playset. Frozen's a new movie they've got. Yeah, Frozen, Disney are trying to make that happen, much like they did with Lone Ranger. Um, So let's hope maybe Frozen is better. (laughs) So... But those two, but you'll be able to buy them and a playset and and play their story. The good thing is, just a quick side note about the playsets. Like you know, they each have a different gameplay style. So Toy Story, you can probably know what you can expect. But I hope that they maybe do something unique with Frozen. Like maybe, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie or anything, obviously. But you know, hopefully they do something unique. Um, on top of that, you can also buy separate toys. The separate toys can be used in the um, toy box. You can play as the characters. You can use them to do things, I guess. Um, 
I don't know who else to say it. So Jack Skellington from Night Before Christmas, which I'm pretty excited about. So are these the standalone ones? Yeah, these are the standalone ones. So they won't have levels based on them? Or... No, they won't. There's a lot they could do with, with Nightmare Before Christmas, that's all I'm saying. That's... Yeah, no, there is. And, yeah, I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that when we're talking about the game in a second. And Rapunzel from Tangled, Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope from Wreck-It Ralph, Phineas and Agent P from Phineas and Ferb, I don't know why they'd bother, but they are, and, and Elsa from Frozen. <laughs> And Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey. I'm I'm old. What's Phineas and, and Ferb? I know that Agent P. I I think it's Agent P. The little pelican duck thing. That's a platypus. An platypus. Okay. Well, I'm sure he's in an iOS hand game. Back, hand me back your Australian card. <laughs> so basically, like with the with the Toy Story playset, for example, you get Buzz and Jesse in that to play with, but then you can also buy Woody separately. So basically, um, depends on if you're a Woody or a Buzz person, but I'm more inclined to think that Disney thinks everyone's a Woody person, so that's why they're selling him separately. We all like the Woodies. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I'm wrong. Um, so this is apparently, Toy Story has, got, has been confirmed to be the last playset, um, which means, you know, for the, for, the, for the first wave of Disney Infinity, I guess, which means there might not be a Nightmare Before Christmas playset or a Wreck-It Ralph playset. Which, as you were saying, Flame, is a bit disappointing because, like, you know, I love Oogie Boogie. <laughs> want... Yeah, well, it's not just that. I mean, just Sorcerer Mickey and, I mean, like, Fantasia... Well, Sorcerer Mickey is my favourite version of Mickey Mouse. It's I used to watch just that part of Fantasia a lot just because of the imagery of it all. Yeah. And a level based on that and just would be the most beautiful thing in the world. Yeah, but, um, you know, maybe the thing is, you know, all these toys, maybe they're bringing, like, why would they bring out Jack Skellington just by himself? Like, maybe they're going to bring out these characters, these characters will work with future games, obviously, so maybe they're going to bring out a yeah. playset and you can use Jack with Yeah, the same as Skylanders. Yeah, I'd say you're probably right. Because it would fit their kind of, what they're doing with Toy Story, where they've put, like, two, well, they've put, Jesse's not that good. But Buzz is, like, you know, one of the more popular characters. And then they've got Toy- um, Woody separately. So, you know, in Nightmare Before Christmas, you'd think the more popular character would be Jack. So they're releasing him separately for a playset later. But who knows? Um, I just hope that they keep expanding it. Um, uh, uh, they'll have to. I, I'd say that they'll they'll probably expand it as long as Disney Infinity is an incredibly popular thing. And I think that's a given. Yeah. So, um, is it sort of confirmed that this is going to be a yearly thing, or we like they're going to Activision of, it? Or? We can kind of assume it is. It's hard to say. I mean, the thing is, when Vuk did an interview with the producer, he asked them, you know, how are you guys going to keep expanding this? And they didn't know. <laughs> like they, The way that the answer was worded, if you read it, it's kind of like they haven't really thought about it. Um which leads me to believe all this stuff is already on the disc. Yeah, that that's the other thing. I mean, like this Buzz and Woody stuff, that would already be. Well, on the when disc, you right? when you play, so I mean, since yeah, I'll, I'll just say to the people who are listening now, since we don't have much news, we'll just, we'll just talk about Disney Infinity now because I'm the only one who played it. But when you play Disney Infinity and you open and you open it up at the beginning, you you walk through all these like worlds and stuff. You see Jack Skellington, you see Wreck-It Ralph, you see Buzz and Woody and stuff. So, and you can play as Buzz and Woody very very momentarily, um, you've got to watch the intro to understand what I mean when I say momentarily, um, but you can play as them, which means, you know, they're on the disc. There's no doubt about it. Um, you can even play as, I think, Jesse on her horse, so it's, they've made... The horse is called Bullseye! Sorry. <laughs> We've been through this, James. Embarrassing. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> why isn't there a bullseye toy, by the way? But anyway, maybe he's a disc, who knows. So yeah, I mean, that's, so they're all on the disc. So, which makes me think they're going to do a Disney Infinity 2. And it's going to have, I think maybe if, because I think the thing with Disney Infinity is kind of like the way it's expandable kind of separates it from Skylanders. So maybe they'll, in the future, be, well, if it does well, they'll kind of put the hooks in there to make it DLC. The library that Disney has access to, and not just, I mean, there's been people who wanting like, Marvel and, and Star Wars. Not just that, just the Disney, the pure Disney franchises. There is so much room to expand there. I mean, it's like classic Disney with Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. If they wanted to, they could do one based on like the Saturday morning cartoons that we sort of grew up with, with Chip and Dale, DuckTales, Tailspin, worlds based on that. There's just so much they could do and expand with it. It's Yeah, I know yeah, what you mean. It's just mind-blowing. Oh my God, a DuckTales one would be great. Yeah, that would, yeah. Um... <laughs> But so I mean about the game itself, it's pretty much um it's it's very simple. <laughs> it's 
easy to play. You don't really have to think too much about it. The figurines are completely optional, which I think is good. I think with Skylanders, do you need to have a figurine of each element at least to get through the levels, or...? No, but to... Well, okay. I should say, I've actually only played the 3DS version of Skylanders, so I don't know. Oh, okay. If any of that applies to the console once, I'll shut up. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, um, so you can play the whole game with everything you get in the box from the start, which I guess is good, especially for parents who don't want to buy the kids every single toy. Um, but if you really want to play as a character you love or something, you've obviously got to buy their toy. So you've got two modes in general. The first one's like the playset mode, which is um, the story mode, you know, so you play through missions that are set up. Like the campaigns for each set of characters. Yeah, it's like a campaign, yeah, it's easiest way to say it, I guess. And so with monsters, it's more of a relaxed kind of a, you know, sneak up on people and scare them kind of game. How relaxing. (laughs) (laughs) Compared to the other (laughs) modes where, like, you know, The Incredibles, it's very action-packed. There's a lot of, like, explosions and it's very over-the-top. I've heard The Incredible Ones is is sort of comparable almost to, like, Lego City Undercover, where it's an open world. Kind I mean, it's kind I mean, I've got to be honest, I haven't played too much of all of them. Um, But, I mean, from what I played, it's... I I think that, you know, there's kind of no transitions between the levels, as far as I can see. Um, But I've only played the first mission, so I might be wrong. But it does kind of have that open-ish world to it, um, but it's not 100% open, minus the bad load times. <laughs> With, like, and then Pirates of the Caribbean has um, sword fighting and, you know, ship sailing and stuff like that. So, And then you can also buy the Cars one, which is a little bit more unique because it's more based around driving and racing and stunt tricks and stuff, whereas the Lone Ranger one's like a mini Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead Revolver kind of game, like an open-world western. So you've got, yeah. like, all these options and different kinds of gameplays in one, which is kind of what Disney Infinity is about. It's more of like a tool set that your characters, that you, that, you know, the creators have made these adventures for you, but then you can go off and make your own, which I think is the the thing that a lot of people might not really realise is the best thing about Disney Infinity to me. I have seen some of the sort of creation of, um, you know, pe- the amount of stuff that you can make and all the different bits and pieces you can get. It looks like there could be a fairly active community considering... You know, there was one for like Little Big Planet, but I'd say this would be even bigger being non-console exclusive. Just so many people would probably be more enticed to make Disney Infinity stuff. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing as well. Like, the Disney things, are, the Disney characters are also, you know, well-recognized. They're more, they're better designed <laughs> than the Skylanders. Because, I mean, there is a Skylanders comparison, yeah. but I think that this is a little bit different. It's a little bit more open. It's It gives more people a little bit more agency and what they create and like i mean i downloaded the disneyland what like disney put out a disney world or disneyland map that you can download and that's just fun to walk around in you know what i mean it's just like it's not even necessarily a fun game ah, it's yeah. just a fun kind of thing to do yeah. um and the only thing i would complain about in disney infinity is it's quite it can be a little bit grindy like if you want to unlock all the parts all the toys and stuff to play the, to properly create something, you've got to play a lot of the game. I mean, I don't mind that because you can kind of do a lot of stuff yourself quite quickly if you're an older person, but I think a lot of young kids might lose interest. I'm not sure, though, mm. because it depends on the person. I'm fig- I'd am i say that, like, when I was a kid, I could play the one game for months, and I'd say that this could be the game I play for years if I was, you know, eight, because you could just keep expanding it, yeah. keep expanding it. I mean, it's like how Minecraft is really appealing to just, like, like that younger fan base now, because they can just keep playing and playing and making whatever they want. On the note of expanding it, how much do these playsets cost? 40 bucks. Okay. It adds about, to give you an idea, it gives you about, I mean, I've heard, it's about six hours. A playset will give you six hours. I think that's not too crazy, because as you say, you get that six or so hours of campaign, plus the ability to use all that extra stuff in the toy box mode, like... That doesn't seem like a crazy idea, like, if you... And plus, you get a nice toy. Yeah, the toys are the toys are super nice as well. They're really good. Play- what play sets are out right okay, now? Okay, right now, you can you get Monsters, Pirates, and yeah. Incredibles in, in one yeah, Incredibles. in the main box. Actually, just one thing, just going to... I've heard... I mean, I saw in a, um, the game Spawn Point review on it, of it, that to do co-op play, you need to actually buy the figurines. Yeah, so basically... Um, the way that it works is because it's 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 a big licensing thing. Uh, basically, Disney only want the characters from each game to appear in the storylines. So, if you want to play two players in Monsters University, you have to buy 
Mike or Randy. Or if you want to play, um, you know, two-player Incredibles, you have to buy Mrs. Incredible or Dash or, or Violet. Yeah. So you have to get another toy each. But I think Disney know that, and that's why they put out that Sidekicks pack, which is all three of them for a reduced price. Ah, mm. um, uh, Okay. So, and I only, the, like, Penny dropped with me the other day when I was explaining it to someone, and then I was like, oh, wait a second, you can get all three of them for a cheap price, so that was just easier. Um, but that is the only thing that I don't like about it, it is a bit, you kind of need the fig- the second figure in if you want to play two players. But yeah, what, so what, what play sets are at right now? So those, those three initial ones, um, yep. and Cars, and Lone Ranger. And okay. that's the other thing with the play sets. I would need to buy neither of those because they both look like shit. Well, the games themselves are quite good. <laughs> like, I... I hate cars. I bought, I really so do don't. I. I hate cars and Lone Ranger, but I bought both. <laughs> I just wanted to have them all. <laughs> I've seen a little bit of the Cars campaign, and it looks, you know, kind of okay. It's a cool racing Yeah, like Mario campaign. Kart, but not as well balanced. <laughs> and But it also only costs yeah, 40 but bucks. but the thing is as well, so... just like to... With the play sets, because you get two toys in them, the play sets are basically two-player ready. So you can play them straight away, two player, if you want to. And oh, Edge, yeah. you know, as much as we, as much as I'm rubbishing on cars, that's probably the, one of the smartest things in um, Disney have done. Because my god, is cars popular with like kids, like my nephew? Yeah, I don't know why though. So into it, and I'm like, but there's better movies out there. But fish are more fun. Yeah, I know. Why not? <laughs> because you can't fish yeah. and go vroom vroom. It's really weird as well. You look at like the lineup of franchises Disney has chosen for the first one. They just they're, they're, I mean, they are very, it's very, very, it's, well, it's Pixar and then the two live action films. It's not stuff that I think of when I think Disney, it's stuff I think of when I think of Pixar. Yeah, like... I think it's what people think of as Disney now, like, Wreck-It Ralph isn't Pixar, that's straight up Disney. Yeah, I, I, I don't and... know, I mean, again, I'm old school, I think of Disney, I think Mickey Mouse, DuckTales, and, and that sort of stuff. How have you not mentioned, like, like, Aladdin and the I... Lion King, and you mentioned DuckTales yeah. instead, like, what? <laughs> Duck t- I grew up on DuckTales, but I just said Aladdin as you were interrupting me. By oh. the way. Um, I wanted Jafar figurine. <laughs> I want the rescuers down under. They need to <laughs> yeah. You could make one, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so I think generally speaking, the um the first thing I thought when they announced who's coming to Disney Infinity was, you know, oh, they're going to wait, you know, and see how it goes before they do their big franchises, which I think is kind of fair enough. But at the same time, I think they'd get much more if they had their classic franchises. Well, I mean, Toy Story. I mean, like, like, is about as big of a Disney oh, Toy Story is, but that's not, yeah. as you can get. I'd say they probably just don't want to blow, you know, their entire supply of classic franchises at the start. They want to dole it out to keep people coming back every time they do a new set. Us talking about this makes me realise that's kind of an advantage that Skylanders has over Disney. Is that Skylanders is all original? They can just keep creating yeah. monsters. Whereas Disney yeah. has to kind of who's Spyro anymore? No one talks about him in that yeah, context. Yeah, Spyro. Um, well, I mean, look, I, I, I look at I look at the, the starting ones, and I mean, Incredibles was a great choice because it's that, that superhero gameplay. It's autumn, um, it sort of feels like that's what it's all based around, from what I can see. And then they sort of adapted that sort of open world superheroiness to other franchises. And again, Pirates is they huge. do it quite well. Like, I mean, Mrs. Incredibles like a flop. Like, literally, she's a flop. Like, she just she just <laughs> flops around. Like, her powers aren't that good. Then Violet, she's amazing. Like, you wouldn't think she was, but they really like made her power work. And each of the characters has their own unique thing, which I think is quite good. Like, they're not just, you know, the same character with the same attacks with different skins. So I think the team, whoever made the game, deserves credit for that. I want a Dumbo stage and I can just play Dumbo and fly around. You can spawn Dumbo in and fly him if you want with the, um, when one of the power discs. I guess we should talk about power discs. The power discs are basically... These are pogs, Yeah, the right? power discs are basically... They're sold randomly, so you don't know which ones you're getting. So you buy a pack of two, you open them up, you're like, oh, wow, I've already got these, or, oh, wow, I don't have these, and I got I got my... And a, a whole new Pokemon trading card game style craze yeah, sweeps the nation's so schools. Yeah, that's pretty much all it is. So, I mean, they all do things in the game. Like, for example, I've got one that's um, Merlin's... Merlin's summoning spell or something from Sword in the Stone. Oh, from Merlin from... Um, yeah. Oh. Oh my god, it should be one based on that and Robin Hood. And I'm gonna shut up. Cause so, so when I put, when I put Merlin <laughs> underneath my character, my character has a greater pickup range for items, so it makes it easy to collect stuff. And then when I stack that with the Jack Sparrow one, I have a 10, I get 10% more loot or, or something. So that's just how they work. It's really simple. On top of that, if you've got the toy box mode, you can, like, spawn items in by doing it. So that's all it is really. Um, but. It's so weird. Like, if an established gaming franchise, like a, Diablo did it, did this, you know, you have to pay to get these buffs, 
the internet would just be completely, you know, dis destroying Blizzard and saying that they're terrible. But because it's Disney, it's kind of okay. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think. I think it still has been met with some animosity from some people on the internet. But I guess those people aren't the people that it's been marketed to. You know. You know, I'm just gonna put, I'm gonna put a scary thought out about Diablo because Diablo is owned by Activision, and Activision owns Skylanders, so the next one could be Skylanders Diablo edition. Mm. I'm sure there'll be Skylanders power discs or the equivalent next next Skylanders happening. What's the next one? Swap Force or Swap something? Swap Force. Um. Well, look, look, I mean, that is, I mean, how long until they Guitar Hero it? And it's just, you know, that's what they're very good at, pumping out yearly revisions until just no one gives a shit about it anymore. Remember when Tony Hawk was awesome? Yeah, I guess. But anyway, um, I, just quickly, we've had two people ask questions on our Facebook. So, I mean, basically someone has asked whether or not that they think that the game will be patched for Wii U because it does chug quite a bit. Personally, I don't think they will. I think they're way too busy working on the next game or something, so I doubt it will happen. The, the same issues on other systems? Um, on 360, there are slight slowdowns in frame rate, but I don't think they're as bad as the Wii U, but I could be wrong. There are quite a loading times between the toy boxes, though, so I kind of understand that complaint, but I guess that's more of an issue of, yeah. you know, everything has to be loaded into the memory so that they can be spawned straight away if you put the toy on your portal, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I guess, you know, these are all teething problems that I, I suspect the second game would fix, but I don't know if that's an okay enough concession, you know what I mean? Like, should I really give them, say, that's okay for them to do, you know what I mean? I'd say probably the target market might not really care about frame rate shocks. Yeah. Like, I'd say that, you know, us as adults probably do because we see it and notice what it is, but I honestly don't think it's going to be something that Disney even hear about because yeah. the people that actually buy it aren't really going to be I mean, complaining. I'll say it's a, it's a bit disappointing anyway. that the Wii U is the version that's like the worst performing one. No, PS3 is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard some massive problems with that yeah. one. PS3 like freezes up all the time and actually hard locks, so... <laughs> oh, really? Ooh. I've heard of like loss of save files and stuff like yeah, that as so. well. But anyway, so, I mean, in summary, to answer Josh's question on our Facebook, um, it's... Thanks, Josh. It's basically, I think that they won't, but I think maybe the next one will be a little bit better optimised, so we'll see what happens in there. Um, the next question comes from Zach, and basically asks, would we rather, would we like to see something like Nintendo Infinity, because the control has NFC built in, um, with a selection of Nintendo IPs, or do we dislike the concept of buying figurines to unlock things in a game? Super Smash Brothers with figurines to unlock all the characters. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and you have to buy a Kirby one with each hat. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> no, the hats are yeah, power discs. No. Attached. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, why are we giving this terrible yeah. idea that will take all of our money? Personally, I think that there are some franchises that would work with this and some that wouldn't. And I think that the franchises that would work with this have to be built like that from the ground up. So I don't know if I'd want to see something like Smash Brothers Infinity or... I'd say that Nintendo, because they make video games as their core business, they, instead of making a, you know everything all in the one game, they would just keep making games for individual franchises like... Disney, their video games are a bit of a side thing, so they can manage just, well, let's put them all in the one game and make lots of money, but yeah. Nintendo, why would they make a Zelda world for Nintendo Infinity when they could just make a new Zelda game? Nintendo like, Land? Nintendo, yeah, but, yeah. I mean... Yeah. There is, there is precedence for them doing something similar. I mean, Pokemon Rumble U, um, I mean, I haven't tried it with the figures, <laughs> but uh, has anyone tried it with the figures at all or anything? No, but I've played nope. the game and I regret it. Oh, okay. What, because it's terrible or because you're going to buy all the figures? I, 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 no, I like the figures look cool. I like the design for it. I don't want Nintendo to do it unless they make a new franchise for it. Is that a fair enough answer? Do we agree on that answer? Yeah. Yeah, I just like Nintendo making full games rather than just these little side things for all their characters. Nintendo aren't the kind of person to lock stuff on a disc and then tie it to figurines as well, in my eyes, but I could be wrong. Mm. I mean, they did it with Pokemon Rumble yeah. U. But they didn't make that a retail title to me, which makes which signifies they know that. I think that was just a test though with with Rumble U to see if they could do, you do it. I'd say they could yeah. well do it with Pokemon. Well, they already have evidently, yeah. but that's something that you know, each of the individual Pokemon's not going to have its own title on a Nintendo console, but you know, actual Nintendo characters will. Can I can I just can I just put a quick question out there about Disney yeah. Infinity? If Okay, like we've seen what franchises they've got. What franchises would you know if you just chose one franchise to be in the next version? Which one would you like to see? 
Well, Jack Skellington's already included, so I won't say Nightmare Before Christmas, but I'll say, um, uh, Aladdin. Oh, okay. but for, in terms of gameplay, I reckon Little Mermaid would be interesting if they did like an ocean, an open yeah. world ocean kind, or Finding Nemo would be more likely, I feel like, at the moment. Yeah. Um, but like an open world kind of, like, ocean adventure would be interesting, so maybe Little Mermaid. And an Ursula figurine would be gross, mm. but cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking the Lion King. Cause, yeah. I don't know. I want to be a little tiger. Oh, <laughs> li- whoops, sorry. Uh, <laughs> a lion running around and, I don't know, roaring at bugs and things. I don't know. Tron, I like Lion Tron. King. Oh, yeah, Tron. The Arahant Tron. Yeah. I saw mention of Tron in something. You know, and, you know, maybe. I just realized that Disney owns the rights to Indiana Jones as well. Yeah. But, okay. So, they could, yeah. And the Muppets. Oh, my God. They could yeah, do they Muppets. Could, maybe. I don't know, but like that but anyway um so spoken about <laughs> disney foodie for longer than i thought we would so we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with the rest of our games that we've played which is Splinter Cell blacklist and the wonderful 101 so we'll see you after the break Splinter Cell Blacklist because I don't know why. We'll say alphabetical order. Um, Let's do that. Yeah, so um, I've played the Wii U version and the 360 version. Uh, I haven't played either for very long because I've spent too much time playing the same bit on both. Um, I mean, it's a good game. Like, you know, and I, it runs on the Wii U quite well. It's the gra- I mean, the graphics mm. aren't that great on in any of the versions because this is running, um, I don't know if you guys know, but this is running Unreal Engine 2.5, which is, you know, Already quite dated, oh, wow. so they're really pushing it. Sure, like, because Unreal Engine 3 is the, you know, one for current gen. For all the Splinter Cell games, Ubisoft is using 2.5. I don't know why. Um, maybe wow. it's easy. Because it's got a lot of modifications, to be fair. Yeah, it must have been modified to hell and back, because it look, doesn't look like an Unreal Engine 2 game. But it is still Unreal Engine 2.5. Um, there's an official name wow. for the modification that they're using, but I don't know what it is. But anyway... Um, so, it, I, I mean, I don't think it looks amazing. It looks doesn't look like, you know, uh, a really up there kind of next gen, not next gen, you know, end of the gen game. I think it looks okay. The faces on some characters are really weird, but apart from that, it's it, nice enough. The lighting works well, which I think is probably something they focused on. It's nice to see the Wii U version runs at, you know, parity to the other consoles. If not better, from what I understand, like the 360 version having some weird issues with like screen yeah, sharing and stuff. Yeah, it's really noticeable in 360. And the other thing about 360 is it comes on two discs. The second disc you, have to, you can install if you want to. Um, it's a HD texture pack, which is a bit worrying because I don't want to know what it looks like without it. But <laughs> it's three gigabytes, takes about 20 minutes to install, and then you can play the game. So with the Wii U, it's already on the disc, so you don't have to worry about that, which is quite nice, I guess. Mm. So, I mean, it's a really good stealth game, if, and but they've kind of expanded it now so people who aren't that stealthy can still play it quite well, which I think is really good. Yeah, it's kind of a, like, because the last Splinter Cell conviction was pretty well no stealth whatsoever and this this i think goes for a nice medium ground where you can be an action guy you can be a stealthy guy or you know a guy in the middle and it works pretty well and i think it does well at mediating those two styles and you know i think they've Mm. got that in this i I mean i haven't played it properly but i've seen the trailers you know they've got like i think they call it ghost panther and something else Assault. assault yeah so you it kind of grades you on which style you use and stuff. It's really good because you can get, um, it'll, you know, depending on what actions you take, you don't have to go full ghost, full panther, whatever. Just, you know, if you manage to sneak past people without killing them or having them notice you at all, then you'll get ghost points at the end. But you're not locked into that. You can still, you know, take people out if you have to or you, you know, or it's easier and you'll still get bonuses whichever way you go about it. There's, there's cool, like, you know, bits and pieces in, in that are, ca- are carried over from the last game, like, Mark and execute, which is, you know, you, you pick people out, you press a button, and Sam does this really cool move where he takes them all down in a split second or something. So, it's very, mm, that's it's really very action useful. movie, um, it's very, you know. It's really cool, but it's also not absolutely necessary, which I think is what people didn't like about the previous Winter Cell. Now you kinda, it's an option, but it's not the only option in a lot yeah. of cases. And then there's other things like last known position, so if you get seen, a little ghost, mm. like a little outline or silhouette of Sam is left there, so you you know where the enemies think that you are, 
So you can use that to adjust your strategy, like if you want to flank people or drop down on them from the top or something. So Yeah, I found that really useful. In a lot of games, I'll you know go to flank people, but I don't really know where they're heading yeah. to, so it's kind of hard to flank. So this is they're all focused on this one point where you were. So you I can... mean, it's not very realistic because Sam wouldn't know what his enemies <laughs> were thinking, but I guess it's still... But it's a nice video game thing. <laughs> For a game thing, it's a, it's a good thing, I guess. Yeah. What, I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, the thing, the biggest thing that I... It's got some Wii U-specific features. We can yeah, touch you can, on those. because I haven't gotten far enough to see them. Got your standard stuff, like you can tap your different bits and pieces on the gamepad screen to change your weapons or your uh, tech gadgets. Or you can play entirely on the gamepad screen, which is nice as well. But some of the cooler things, there's a... Uh, I think it's called a tricopter. It's basically a, a little surveillance helicopter thing that you can control completely with the Wii U pad. And so Sam just stays where he is and he flies this little thing around. You can shock people or you can plant sticky, I think plant sticky um, cameras and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And that's all done entirely on the Wii U gamepad. Yeah, I, I would imagine it's probably in the other games because it's necessary for some uh, for some missions, but it probably just takes over the screen instead of being on a cool little yeah, camera pad. I mean, in... On more intense modes, like the, it would be good to be able to see. Like the yeah, realistic. It'd be, it's good to be able to see what's going on on both screens. So, I guess it's, mm. it is an advantage. Similarly, there's the fiber optic cable that you use to peek underneath doors, and that'll go down to your gamepad, and you tilt the gamepad to look around and mark people, which is, you know, it's kind of nice because he would be seeing it on a little screen, and you see it on a little screen. Yeah. So, video games. <laughs> the other thing, the only thing that I absolutely hate about it is, first of all, the load times are not that good. Um, and Ooh, yeah. Load times, especially, like, on the Wii U version, they're pretty bad. Uh, I think they're roughly 45 seconds it takes to get you into the game. Um, mm. On 360, it's about 35 or, you know, 38. I did I timed it just to compare. Like, I don't usually time <laughs> load times. It's not a, a past time of time. So it's kind of pretty bad on both, but a little bit worse on Wii U by the sounds of things. Yeah, so I'm not 100% sure why but it is um but i mean if you if you're not in a rush i mean i most i don't think most people who are playing console games are really in a huge rush when they sit down to play games so. yeah but that's that is annoying but you get i got over it pretty quickly there's not any that i remember noticing any mid-mission loading so it's all there once you get into a mission yeah, so you're not and worrying about yeah it's not like a lego city thing where you kind of you know have to load sit through arduous load screens between every transition which is good yeah, it's kind of GTA-ish, like you've got one big load at the start, then it's kind of oh, pretty like, good well, from there. Like optimised and streamed or something. Yeah. So, yeah, and the other thing that I was kind of surprised about was the online... It has all the online multiplayer features that are on the Xbox version, besides something that's escaped my mind right now. <laughs> but basically all your mo- like your, all the modes and stuff are still featured, which is quite cool. I'm glad that everything has made the way over, but... There is a big but. We had a huge problems trying to play against each other. Mm-hmm. We got into me and Stephen played Spies vs. Mercs, which is the competitive multiplayer mode, quite easily. But the only way we could was by finding each other by accident through the random search. We couldn't actually invite each other. Huge problems trying to invite each other, which was so frustrating. I don't think we ever managed to successfully join each other's games via invite. It was just, we happened to both go into quick match at the same time and must have joined the only match on Wii U that was happening at that time of night. Spies vs. Mercs is fantastic. It's it's such a well put together Mm. gameplay, game mode, sorry. And it's just really, really well fine-tuned to... It's just the perfect balance between, you know, the two teams. And for anyone who doesn't know, um, the people who play as the Spies in Spies vs. Mercs have to capture, um, like, computers or something with a remote hacking device. It's a third person for them. They can climb walls. They can do all kinds of ninja-y things because they're ninjas, more or less. They've got all their gadgets and and stuff. And then the Mercs are the people who hunt in the Spies. So that's like a first-person shooter, and they... You know, they have to hunt down the spies in the dark before they hack the, um, the computer. So that's how it works in a nutshell. And it's pretty good because once, uh, once the spies have started hacking something, then you've got a fair idea of where they might be. So you just got to search the area and find them and hope that they don't jump on you from above and kill you. And it's, yeah, it's really, really tense and really yeah, well designed, I, I think. You can see why people wanted to return after Double Agent, you know, two games. Yeah. Because it is, it's, it, it's like, it's the best way to put a stealthy game into a multiplayer. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think I don't think it's been around since Chaos Theory. Uh, it was in Double Agent for like, sure. Oh, okay, fair enough. 
Um, it wasn't in conviction. So, I mean, it, and it runs fine on the wet. Like, in, there's no, no, there wasn't really any lag when we were playing. I didn't notice any. Once we're in the game, it was, yeah, perfect. And full voice chat as well with the gamepad. Yeah. Uh, you know, with other people on your team, you don't need any extra. That performance is fine. But, you know, we could, me and Steven couldn't play a co- cooperative game together because we couldn't connect to each other mm. because there was something wrong with the invite system. And we can connect to each other on all our other consoles easily. And even on other Wii U yeah. games like Mass Effect 3. So I'm not sure if it's an Ubisoft thing or a Nintendo thing, but, you know, the online just still isn't quite there in being perfect or even, you know, just functional. <laughs> yeah, but once you get in, it's great. Yeah, one, if you can get in together, it's great, so that's fine. Um, but I guess that's all we can really say about Splinter Cell. The port is good. Like, it's, I think it's... Yes. It's a generally good port. It's this. It's on the same level as the other versions, besides the online stuff. And the stuff that they've added, it's not game changing, but it's a nice little bonus yeah. that you know it's not going to make you. If you're already going to buy it on another console, it's not going to change your mind. But it's it's a nice little bonus if you do get yeah. it on so, Wii. So I mean, it's it's worth it if you and it and it's quite lengthy. Yes, from what I can what I've heard, I am playing it slowly to review it. But yeah, so I guess that's that's all we could say really about Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell's really good if you like if you've liked previous Splinter Cell games. This brings back enough of the stealth that you might actually you know not hate it being a full action game, kind of like Conviction was. Yeah. Um. So if you, I mean, and that's the other thing. If you don't like stealth games, this can be played as a non-stealth game quite easily. Yeah. Especially if you use the lower difficulties, then you can straight up action. But I was playing it on normal and. If you get found, it's pretty much game over unless you've got a really quick hiding spot yeah. you can go to. Like, it's you can take people out, but yeah, you're really vulnerable, which I thought was a cool thing. Yeah, so I mean, I, I do recommend Splinter Cell quite easily. I think Ubisoft did a good job. Um, the port yes. is very, very competent, especially for Wii U, on level with other versions besides a few online hiccups. But generally speaking, it works still quite well. And, you know, it's only one disc, hmm. which it makes it better than the Xbox 360 version, at least. Um, and then the big, the, probably the other, the next thing we'll talk about is probably the, the most notable exclusive, I guess I should say, uh, for the Wii U. Yeah, highly anticipated. Is the wonderful 101, <laughs> which is made by Platinum Games, the guys who do Bayonetta and, um, Metal Gear Rising, and mainly headed by people who made, you know, action games like Devil May Cry. And Beautiful Joe. Yeah, I definitely notice a bit of Beautiful Joe flavor in it. Yes, I know. I really liked how when you die, it was so beautiful, Joe. Like, you yeah, and no, but like and your, your and group loses their clothes as well. Like, they all dying. Like, it's yeah. Just... <laughs> Everyone's just in their it's underpants. Like, anyone who plays this will, it's just so hard not to smile at the humor of it all. And it's just, it's got this kind of like lightheartedness. Like, Bayonetta had this lightheartedness mm. to it as well, but she was still kind of a serious person. It was, it's hard to explain. Well, Kamiya, I mean, I mean, Kamiya, he sort of does very tongue in cheek. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he doesn't, I mean, even when he's taking himself seriously, he's not taking himself seriously. He, he, he plays it very over the top melodramatically. And this is, this is very over the top. Like, yeah. it's, like, I mean, I don't know if you got, you probably didn't see it, Stephen, but in the, in the cut scene where Wonder Blue is transforming, you know, he throws up a rose and then, he transforms, and then he tries to catch the rose, but he misses it, and then he fumbles trying to catch it, and then he just, like, falls over. And then, you know, like, it sounds so simple, but it's just so funny watching it like, in the moment of it. Again, that's a lot like in Beautiful Joe, yeah. which is sort of his style. Kind of, like, it reminds me of, like... People trying yeah, like, to act serious, Travis but Tuckton they don't. as well, kind of remind, that kind of thing from yeah. Normal Heroes. Um, so it's... The writing is just funny, it, like, and it's just... It's really well put together in terms of presentation. Um, in terms of the gameplay... Have you played the demo, Flame? No, I, I I downloaded it. Um, as soon as I heard about it, downloaded it, and then it's just last few weeks have been yeah. a bit of a blur. And then, oh, the full games come in. I can't play when it comes out. When I yeah, when I played the demo, it was um like I I, I liked it, but I was like kind of not one hundred percent convinced, which is what I hate about demos like this. Like you know, mm, I found the exact same thing. Like demos should be kind of they should really sell you on the game, but this just didn't. I don't know what it was. Um, I feel like, because the demo part is like, you know, 20 minutes after the intro. So I feel like they should have just included the intro, which really gets you up to speed with the gameplay properly. And then, uh, okay. you know, like, it just, to me, it feels like they should have done that, but they didn't for some reason, which annoys me. I think when I was playing the demo, I got a similar feeling to how when I play pretty much any other Platinum game, like Rising recently, I sort of, for the first... 20 minutes, hour or so, I don't really know what I'm doing, and then something clicks, and the demo just doesn't give it enough time for that to click, and suddenly you're yeah, like, holy crap, Yeah, whereas in the real game. game, by the time you get to the demo part, it's clicked. Do you know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah. 
that, but his stuff is very good at that. He he makes stuff that is very complex, but once you sort of get it all, it's like, oh, okay, oh yeah, definitely. And I think works. like this is the thing I love about wonderful. The thing you've really got to get your head around in wonderful one hundred and one is is at its core, you're really only controlling one person. Like it's it's not a game mm, where you have to yeah. micromanage your hundred soldiers and stuff. You only have to control the one person. And once you can get your head around that, because it's so confusing to do that, because you've got a hundred people on screen. Um, but once you do it, it, it just it just really works quite well. And you know, you've got your you can draw your formations on the screen of your gamepad, or you can use the right stick, whichever you prefer. I prefer the touch screen, you know. And the idea is that the more people in your group, the more creations you can make. So you can, if you want, you can do a giant line, and it'll make a giant sword, or you can make a small mm. line that makes a small sword. So like, and I noticed you could like make a sword, then separate them off, and they go do their own thing, and yeah. you can make another sword. Um, and, and so you can yeah. create these kind of like auto attacks from your group. So that's why you should really try and save your civilians who become temporary members of your wonderful crew or whatever. Um, and you know <laughs> they, and you can use them to create ladders. You can use them to create um, what's the word? What's the word? Yeah, guns. guns. If you draw, it's funny because if you draw a gun, you get a gun. <laughs> if you draw a big gun, you get a bazooka. So I don't know if you noticed that or not. But there's oh, well. secret formations as well. Like I created a hang glider by accident. Yeah, so you can like oh, around nice. and stuff. I'm just waiting for to unlock the dodge move because I'm really like lost without that. But once you get that, I'm sure I'll be able to play it properly. It's it is, it's just a really good action game. Like if you like Bayonetta, Devil May Cry, even Beautiful Joe, it's just it's the same kind of stuff. You know, like you can play it quite simply quite easily but to really play it well you've got to master it and it's kind of like a fighting game in that regard mm. how's the um story because the, the, we didn't really know much about it until that i mean that trailer that got released with the wonderful 101 direct a few weeks back was what really sold me on the game and it was just amazing we've all <laughs> no one knew anything about that and it's like oh okay yeah, there's a story. And the story like i mean so far it's not really gone anywhere because i've only played the first mission um total but the, okay. I like, the, like, I've seen, you see all the villains. I kind of like the way that the game plays. I like, I've always liked things where, you know, you get a group of enemies who each have their own specific ability. You know, like Metal Gear Solid. Or, um, where you've got like a band of enemies that all have their own thing. And that's kind of what they do in 1 for yeah. 1. Like each, there's like four dark pit men or something. And each of them have their own special, unique ability or whatever. I don't know what their actual names are, but. So I and you know you can't wait to fight them and see how their attacks, um, actually you know manifest in a battle situation. The in terms of like I think the biggest thing is like people want to, are saying that it doesn't really use the gamepad that well. I found well I only use the gamepad a little bit for the, the whole drawing of formations, but that was easy enough to just quickly do. It's like easier to do it that way than with the thumbstick. Yeah, I, I mean I I think drawing a circle with the thumbstick is horrible because. If you draw a circle with the thumbstick, you use up your men quicker because you need to have men, like people mm. in your um, group, to create like weapons and stuff. And if you use up your men quicker, you can't make a big circle. You'll be stuck with a small circle, which is a small fist, which doesn't do much damage. You know what I mean? So I felt like the touch screen was yeah, really yeah. like, even though that you can use the stick, I feel like the touch screen. Yeah, it just feels touch screen's kind of how it's meant to be more accurate. Um. In the, I don't know if this is in the demo, but in the full game, there's also parts where, you know, you go into a building and then inside the building is shown just on your gamepad. Yeah, that is in the demo. And there was a really awesome puzzle that took me a few moments to click, but yeah, that was quite too. cool. Hey, could change things inside the building and it affected yeah, things outside. So that's, and the like, kind oh, of, that's the kind of stuff awesome. that they kind of do with the, the gamepad. You can play it off, scre- off screen on, mm. your, by, on the gamepad by yourself. I tried to do that last night. I gave up because I was way too tired. So I just went to bed. Um, but uh, you can do that too, which I guess is cool. It's, I haven't played the multiplayer or anything because, you know, no one's wanted to play with me. <laughs> but I, from what I've seen, it looks interesting, but we, I've just gotta, I've just gotta, you know, I've gotta get my head around the whole, the game before I even try the multiplayer, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just a really, it's just so fun, you know? Like, it's a 60 frames per second game. It looks really nice. It's very smooth. It's colourful. Oh, it's colourful, yeah. And I really quite like the art design of it. It's all has that kind of toyish look to it, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's it's basically beautiful Joe if it were in three D, I would I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got a bit like that, yeah. I don't know, it's weird. You look at the graphics of it and maybe it's just the screenshot. Some of it it does look a bit overly shiny and, and under detailed, but I guess that sort of works for I me. Mean, like, yeah, you rarely see things lot, as so. close as you do in some of the screenshots. Like it's usually zoomed quite a bit out because you've got a hundred dudes that you're 
making swords out of. Yeah, I kind of feel a bit sorry for the for the game because I mean it. it it's in a weird spot because it's sort of come out really close to Pikmin and it sort of has a similar look to it where you're sort of one guy followed by these lots of little other guys and I think it's drawn I did actually get a bit of a Pikmin vibe at points. Yeah. But, but even then, it's, 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 it's an unfair comparison by the sense of it. They're two completely different games. But because oh, yeah. they sort of, they, they have this similar sort of look, look to them, a lot of people are going, oh, well, I don't need that because I've already got one. And then it's... It, I'd say that also, anyone who looks at anything to do with Wonderful 101 will realise it's nearly nothing like Pikmin. Yeah, like, and, and then it's also got the other thing where it's like a Kamiya game. Um, am I saying that name right? Kamiya. I say Kamiya. Kamiya. But... Well, like, like, a lot of his games do have that overly complex sort of control thing. and I mean, they're very good games, but they a, a lot of reviewers probably rev, um, don't give it the chance. Yeah, I can't know what you mean. Controls properly, and I mean he doesn't give a shit. You, you, his review, his, I like his Twitter post. He's like, I don't give a shit. I made the game. I like it. I'm happy with it. But because of that, it gets very mixed reviews, though, and then a lot of people probably would overlook it. But I, I mean, think it's one that if if it's a it's if it seems like a short game, I probably wouldn't use that as a negative towards it because, like every other action game, it's not one that you're meant to play through yeah. once and be done with. But that's the other thing. Yeah. Apparently, one for one one is quite lengthy. Have you guys heard oh, this? Okay. I've heard it's it's about ten hours, which is quite long for a game like this. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, so I mean, I've heard longer. Hopefully, it's ten hours of compelling content. Did you say you've heard longer? Yeah, I'm sure I've heard like fifteen somewhere. Oh, okay. So, mm. I mean, and that, that's easily his longest game. <laughs> I'm fairly yeah. certain. I mean, I can't remember how long Beautiful Joe was, but I mean, it's a really it's a fantastic action game, and I mean, I think you know, I I mean, you all know how much, how I feel about games like action games like God of War. Um, yeah, you know where you love them and they're your favourites. <laughs> no, let's not go there. You know, and I, I feel like you know this is a game that is going to get looked over because it has a childish aesthetic to it, whereas God of War is just tits and gore and button mashing. I have to say, it's really. I'm just so excited to see where it goes. Like everyone that's playing it and is ahead of me is saying, you know, it's one of those games, kind of like Kid Icarus, where you know, or Bayonetta, where you know. You keep playing it, and you think, "Can this get any crazier?" And then it does. <laughs> like, <laughs> Man, the Kid Icarus story just—when the big twist happened, and then you realize you're not even like a quarter of the way through it. Yeah, yet. but like in like, in 101, like you know, I've played about an hour and a half of it already, and I've already, you know, shot a helicopter down out of the sky by throwing a car at it, and <laughs> you know, saved a bus full of school children, and. It's just like it's so intense, and but it's a good intense, obviously. And like even in the demo, like a bridge will crumble underneath you, and in slow motion, you'll kind of like jump from crumbled piece to crumbled piece to get to safety. And even yeah, just even the demo shows some of the scale of the cool things. I just you think can do. it's it's gonna be a fantastic game <laughs> because I haven't played it yet, but I'm just really excited. Yeah. Um, and you know, I love these combat, these games that have kind of depth to their combat, you know, and have these intricacies to learn. Like, I am off the Stinger Attack, um, which, if anyone, it's like a quick dash forward um, in most action games, followed yeah. by, you know, a punch or something. So, um, but And even the banter between all the characters and stuff, because once you unlock all the other characters who have, like, you know, whips, guns, uh, claws, I can't remember what the one the black guy does, but, yeah, you know, I'm just excited to see how it turns out. He slows down time. Is that all he does? Yeah, well, he's like playing video games, so I'm guessing he pauses it or something. But uh, oh, oh, that's what I remember from that big trailer where like they showed everyone off and all that. Oh right, yeah. So yeah, I really like. I I really like it. I mean, if you haven't worked it out yet, I just I really like it. Everyone should give the demo a try at least. Um, play the demo at least twice or three times just to give yourself, you know, some more room to sell yourself on it. Because once it clicks, you'll love it and you'll want it. I. Trust me. <laughs> Unless you don't like action games, then don't trust me. I really do recommend it. That's it for Games Played. Um, we'll take a, another quick break, and we'll come back with a quick wrap-up. Mainly eShop stuff, so um, DuckTales Remastered, Steamworld Dig, 
and Attack of the Friday Monsters have all got reviews um, up already. On the horizon, uh, we've got both Disney Infinity Wii U and Disney Infinity 3DS coming. Um, I'm just going to wait for the book to get them put together. And Wonderful 101, as well as Splinter Cell Blacklist reviews too. Uh, there's a new weekly wrap available if you're interested as well. There's also, we've also got two interviews. So the first one's with, um, the producer of Disney Infinity and Vuk talks quite a bit with him about stuff that's to do with Disney Infinity, as you would imagine. Fancy that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting read. On top of that, Capcom and WayForward both did an interview with Vuk as well about DuckTales Remastered. Uh, talking about, you know, how it all came together and how, you know, and projects for the horizon. So there's that there too. On top of that, don't forget to visit our forums. We're still semi-active. <laughs> we'll be more active if you join. Yes. Um, and on top of that, you know, we've got a Disney Infinity Power Disc trading thread going now. So, or we're not going, but hopefully soon it will be going. And, you know, if any of you've got duplicates and you want to trade, welcome to join there. And I think that's pretty much it. So, um, we will see you in a fortnight's time. Cool. Bye. Bye, friends.